Good evening, good evening, good evening. Well, the sun isn't shining, the birds aren't chirping, but you are still breathing. Tonight is Saturday, May the 29th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day assail, which means to attack, confront, or criticize. Assail. I'm sure by now, as I said, it is night here in North Carolina. I had a lot going on today. Couldn't get it out this morning, so I said, hey, why not? Let's do it at night. Well, I hope everyone is enjoying their Memorial Day weekend. And of course, this is to honor our fallen military heroes. So many times we get caught up and we think Memorial Day is, of course, the unofficial start of summer. And the beaches and the cookouts and the parties. And of course, with, you know, the country opening back up, you have the uh, sporting events, I believe. Baseball is, well, baseball is up and running. That is America's pastime. Favorite pastime, I should say. So I hope everyone is enjoying their Memorial Day weekend. Some of you probably have some time off from work, much needed. And of course, if you're like me, you have to still work. Oh, well, no need to gripe about it. It is what it is and it's going to be what it's going to be. Let's get right to it. Thursday night here in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Durham is like a lot of places here in the, in the country. But Thursday night, uh believe it was sometime around 10 or, or what have you, there was a drive-by shooting in which five were shot, four seriously, and I believe they said one came to the hospital like a half an hour later. One city council member has said, well, Durham is now can officially say that they've had a mass shooting. Maybe. No one knows what it is. Details are still sketchy. They're trying to find out what happened exactly and why that area or those people were targeted. I don't know. But all of this comes just hours after the city council, our lovely Durham city council voted to freeze 15 unfilled police positions, possibly sending them to a newly formed committee safety department. To which, and this is the uh, a part of that defunding, to which, you know, it, it, they're saying they don't want to send armed officers out on every call. So what they're proposing, or, or it looks like it's going to be, because that, it, it, it was approved by a six to one vote. What they want to do is send unarmed counselors and mental health professionals to certain calls, which I can understand that. But I got to be honest with you. I don't know about right about now because it seems like I know you may say, well, that's everywhere. But here in particular, it seems like there's an uptick. You know, I, I, I don't have the numbers readily available, but Durham has most definitely seen a lot of shootings lately. It seems. But many would say it's a continuation. And they're right. It is a continuation because it's been going on for a while. Now, like I said, it, it, it that drive-by happened uh, several hours after they had approved that. 
And I'm going to get deep into it because what happened was a, a week or so before for all of this, there was a Zoom meeting held by our two community groups that advocate for defunding the police. And they invited uh, some or all of Durham City Council members. Not all of them showed up. They invited uh, also the mayor who, who wasn't there, but he did attend another meeting. And he also announced sometime, uh, I'm not sure if it was around that time or sometime shortly thereafter, he wasn't going to seek uh, re-election. And he, hey, I mean, and, and we'll get into that too. But they invited the city council members. They invited the county commissioners. They invited the mayor. Durham City Council members showed up. I believe it was four or five. And and uh, I believe maybe a handful, if that, I don't even think it was a handful of the county commissioners commissioners showed up and which they went through great detail details, the process of moving, not just funds, but what has happened is there's, there's a vacancy in, in the Durham police department of that 15 that I spoke of earlier, that what they're doing and what they're proposing is that, um, there's, like I said, there's a vacancy of, uh, I guess they totaled it 60 or 60 that they want to move to unarmed positions in the community safety department over three years. So there's 20, 20 uh, positions they want filled for unarmed personnel over the next three years. <laughs> now, an organizer for one of the community groups asked each of the attending city council members if they would support the change. And four all said yes. Like I said, Mayor Shul was invited, but he didn't show up. But he did attend another meeting to which he says he's approved he approves of the, the budget proposal. Because what it is is a budget proposal also that um one of the council or the city manager is is proposing. Now, what the backstory of this is, there was a previous city manager that they, let's just say they got rid of him. He, he got into a tiff, with one, of the, tiff with, with one of the city council members to which he was trying to imply that she was racist. She said she wasn't. They came out and said, oh, he's just digging. But the, back, the backdrop to that is he wasn't budging. I, I strongly believe he wasn't budging on this defunding, not to the tune that, that they liked. And, and, and that... I mean, hey, if you know this city council, they are, let's call them liberals. They are liberal. They are advocates for defunding the police. So, you know, that, that previous city manager was like, nah, I'm not really feeling that. Maybe we could do something else, you know, hey, whatever. But the new city manager who's who's put her foot on the ground and she's running and she's ha- she has the backing of the city council. So, uh, chances are, if you're thinking that, hey, this won't happen. Yeah, it is. It's going to happen. Durham is going to def- defund the police or move money around to the point where they're they're going to fill those 60 positions over the next three years, 20 per year. And they're going towards that unarmed council, crisis counselors, I guess. Something, you know, <laughs> I, I understand the premise of that. I really do. Because yeah, not not every call calls for force where you send the police officer out. I get that, but now with not just what ha- what happened last Thursday Thursday night, 
But this is an ongoing problem here in Durham. You could be sitting in the house. Like, I, I don't know if you guys remember, I, I told you uh, several, several podcasts back. I was sitting in my house and, and I heard a, a fury of, of eight to 10 shots at eight o'clock at night while I'm just sitting here reading. Now, what she's proposing the city manager is uh, what she terms shifting for more positions. She wants to start out with five transfers starting this year's recommended budget. It's part of the budget. She wants to, of course, you know, take allocate that, not just the money, but the positions also. Or maybe just let those officers go because I think a lot of officers, hey, they might not, can't, they can't do that counseling thing. So they want to bring other people in that are just geared for that or trained for that. Now, we all know, um, if you don't know, our former, we're, we're we don't have a police chief. We have a, a, a well, an interim police chief. The previous police chief, C.J. Davis, resigned her post and she went to uh, Tennessee. She's chief some town in Tennessee. I, I want to say Nashville. I'm, I'm not too sure. But she left. Well, before she left two years ago, she went before the city council and asked for 72 additional officers over a three-year span. That sounds for me. So they couldn't give her the 72, so they're going to stick with 60, uh, moving them out. And and they'd come up with a plan where she had the 72 officers over a three-year span. Now they're saying 60 unarmed, trained crisis or mental health counselors in three years. But by a 43 vote, two years ago, they rejected her plea. And that began the defunding agenda, I believe, wholeheartedly. And they made no bones about it. They said, hey, we're not giving money to the police for more policing. We're going to we're going to find a new and alternative form for policing because everything doesn't doesn't mean that you have to go in with force. Once again, I understand that. But what about those times when you need force? Now, also doing that, uh, that request of hers she wanted uh, 18 off. They they granted her or she requested since she couldn't get the 72. She said, well, give me eight and then nine. Then last year in 2020, the council approved for six new positions. And that's only after officers were transferred to the gang unit. One of the things she said, hey, we got a gang problem. I need those officers. So they, so they said, no, we're not going to give you 72. We're going to give you 18 officers to start off with and then nine. Yeah, that's why she left. I mean, I I can see. I would have left too. That's why she left. Now, in the process of them transferring these officers to the gang unit, they were getting by only after burning those officers out with overtime. Those officers were were overworked, didn't have personnel, which was she came to that city council and told them, hey, I don't have enough personnel here. I need help. To which they said no. I understand after everything that's that's happened within uh, this year and last year, the past two years now, two or three years, it seems like that. Of course, there's an uptick, but that's mainly due. There's not. A, it's not an uptick. This has been an ongoing problem. Now it's more widely accessible because of cell phones. Like I've said before, whip that cell phone out and, and pretty much tell the tale. And people can see with for their own for themselves with their own eyes. I understand that that 
you can't send an officer to every call because some people, you know, hey, they, they do have mental health issues. And we think they're snapping because they're angry or, or crazy or mad or, or, or just uh, highly aggressive. They may be having a mental moment. So I understand that. But you have a serious, serious, serious gang problem here in Durham, like everywhere else. But here in Durham in particular, because that's where I reside. And I, I can I can honestly tell you, I've never in a million years thought I would be in the midst of this. I mean, it can happen anywhere at any time. Months ago, um, I left out of my house going to a meeting in the uh, late afternoon in a route that I a route that I would normally take to, that would get me there in 10 minutes or five or 10 minutes. I had to take a detour that took me 15 minutes because someone somehow, some way, I guess they got in a shootout and, and rammed the car into a gas pump at a gas station on a busy roadway at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Not saying it was gang related, but that's the type of things you, you, you know, and you could say that's anywhere and I'll give you that it is anywhere, but you got to admit you have a problem when folks can, can just start shooting at random in the middle of the day. Oh, look, I was looking for him. I'm going to, I mean, come on. And defunding the police, I mean, taking police off of the street, that's a huge mistake in my eyes. I know a lot of people don't like the police and I'm not a fan of the police sometimes because like I've said before, I've ran across police officers that were pleasantly fine. Then I ran across some that were just complete and utter buttholes. That's just who they are. So I understand when people say, ah, the police, they need to defund them. No, No, you don't need to defund them. You can't defund the police. You can't take them off the streets. You can't overwork and, and those that are there doing the, their best because you want to defund or take money or equipment away from them that they need. Like I said before, uh, these guys now, they don't have six shooters. They're armed to the T. And they ain't playing. So I don't think now is the time for you to go on this defunding thing. I would say to you, yeah, get your unarmed, trained, crisis, mental health professionals in on it. But don't take away the police. And I know there's many of you that, like I said, would say, yeah, they need to be. No, I wonder if they actually went through or actually did what most of you are thinking where they defund the police to where they're they're undermanned. And and, and it sounds cliche cliche but what if you called the police and they told you, well, we don't have enough people. We'll get somebody there when we can. I know that's a talking point or sticking point or some scare tactics that some political groups use, but let's be honest with with each other. The reality of that, if you truly defund where you take the personnel, you take the equipment, you reduce the manpower, the reality of that happening is on point. It can and will happen. Trust me, there will come a day if you go through with this defunding where you call and the police aren't going to be readily available. Some of you may say, well, they take them forever to get here. Yeah, but what if they never show up? 
What if you're in dire needs, literally, and they don't show up? What are you going to do then? Get on your soapbox and say, hey, where were they? They They're supposed to serve and protect. Yeah, some of them are buttholes. Then you have some that do their job and they do it well. I think this defunding is really going to hurt more than help. I do think also, yeah, you do need some mental health professionals to go out on some of these calls. But what if those mental health professionals and those unarmed, trained counselors run across someone that is having a mental moment or mental breakdown and they are excessively, extremely violent and you can't talk them down? Are you going to have police somewhere, somehow, some way out of sight on standby where you can hit a button or make a radio call and they pop up? Probably not because you defunded them. You got rid of the personnel. You're going to have to wait like everyone else. All in all, I got to say that's it's a no for me. I, I can't see where defunding the police is going to help this situation any. Because the way I see it, this now has turned into a, 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 a social battle. Let's just say that. It's a social thing. It's a socially acceptable thing to do to make quarrels with the police department or any police department anywhere in any county, city, town in the United States. That's the thing to do. But like I said, what if? What if that day comes when you need help and you need it bad and there's no one there to help you? Defend yourself. We want to turn this into the old wild, wild west. Some may say it's already like that. I mean, hey, who's shooting in broad daylight? Who's shooting at at, at night? Doing drive-bys. Now that when 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 I made that statement about that uh, mass shooting, there was a city councilman that made that statement, but he also voted that to defund. Uh, what what is it? Uh, uh, Make your mind up. And at the same time, he was talking about that shot spotter system. Remember I told you about the shot spotter system that many people said they didn't want because it's just another tool that can be used to stereotype or place a stigma on, on African-Americans. But he said, hey, he was looking, he, he was thinking about looking into that also. Um, that, you got to make your mind up. You can't play both sides of the fence. Either you're going to defund or you're not can't play this this little political game where yeah no you need to make your mind up because you're you're talking (laughs) you're not making any sense like I said he was one that was that was an advocate for defunding and that all the city council members that attended that zoom meeting because it was a zoom meeting with two community based groups all of them said they supported it they were all in favor and they, yeah, they wanted to move the personnel around or get rid of some of the positions altogether and create new ones. Still trying to figure that one out because that just doesn't make sense, especially not now. And another thing, I wonder, and I believe it has came forward at some point in time. 
I wonder if a lot of these city council members and county commissioners, well, I know maybe the county commissioners don't because they, they represent the county of Durham, not the city. But these city council members, I wonder if they actually stay in the city. I wonder if they actually sit in their house at night or lay in their bed and hear these gunshots and wonder, should I move? Is it coming through my door? Is it coming through my walls? Is it coming through my kids' walls? Is it coming through my kids' window? And then you say you want to defund. Then at the same time, you also say, hey, maybe we need that that shot spotter system. Make your minds up because I got to be honest with you. You're sounding real foolish because no one has truthfully come up with a concrete way to combat this gang violence. You, like I said, you allowed it to fester for oh so long. Now you're going to say, well, we're going to send out unarmed trained counselors and mental health professionals to some of the... What are you trying to say? All the kids, I mean, all the people that are in gangs, they're, they're, they're special needs? I almost said another word. We know what that word is. We can't say that anymore. Is that it? Is that what you're saying? That is not a matter of of, of aggression or anger is more mental because of uh, of the oppression that, that has plagued the African American community for so long now it's a mental health issue I heard that argument and I gotta say and no 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 this is a, a social issue like you said that has plagued you know the African American community for so long and it may be that hey a lot of them are just fed up they're over it I don't think it's for some it is because I, I, I for some it is more than we probably know but for those that that aren't that are just out there living life to the fullest and being destructive and just tearing up any and everything that gets in their way, hurting and shooting and killing any and everybody that gets in their way. I don't think you need to show up with two unarmed or or several unarmed personnel to try to uh, talk them down. I just don't. Now, the mental health side, I'll give you that because I see it on my job. job. Coincidentally, where this shooting happened was the south side of Durham, excuse me, on Fayetteville Street, which is where I work. And I see it and and I can say, yeah, there's something mentally off with this person. So yeah, I can see, you know, yeah, they, they, they need help. And then I also see the other. And I'm going to be honest with you. I say to myself, man, somebody needs to crack right in there. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I don't. I just don't. I, I, I'm I'm not a fan of defunding. Surprisingly, which 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 is surprising to me because it must show a level of maturity. Because I can remember at one point in time I was you know I was one of those that said yeah the police ain't squat, get rid of them. And, you know then I thought and, and I talked to some people and. I was like, well, man, maybe defunding. Yeah, you don't want to defund them after you allow all this mess to fester for so long. So what is my question to be would be to the city council. What is your plan to deal with the gang violence? Because you guys still haven't 
come forth from what I can tell. What are your plans to deal with the gang violence? Are you saying there's more people that are suffering from mental health than gang bangers? But who's doing the most crimes? Who's committing the most murders? Who's committing the most drive-bys? It's those gang bangers. Are you saying the gang bangers uh, have mental defects too? Yeah, they probably do. But it's rare, and I do mean rare, in most instances, in most neighborhoods, that people deal with those with mental health. Those are usually family and friends, and they know they have a mental health issue. Nine times, out, uh, nine times out of ten, they're dealing with gangbangers. It is that prevalent. I've seen it. I see it. Hell, man, just driving down the road in certain parts of this town, you can tell the gang territory. And it ain't just by a, a pair of shoes thrown over a power line. You can tell when you enter a, a, a certain gang territory and you know to be on alert. They don't know you and you don't know them. So you don't know what they're going to do. How are y'all going to combat that? Combat the gang violence first. Because no one has come up with a concrete way of doing it. Everybody's doing a little political two-step. Like I said, this city council, it, it, it irks me and, and it just irritates me and infuriates me that you guys are uh, are pushing this mental health advocacy mess out and you still haven't dealt with or planned to deal with the gang violence. Maybe they know something we don't know. Like I said, maybe they're, they're saying, hey, the gang members have mental health problems. I don't think that. I know better than that. And I know you do also still waiting but their agenda is combating the mental health and defunding the police because not every call needs to be met with force what about the ones that do you take all those a certain amount of officers away and you got these unarmed uh, like I said unarmed personnel sitting on another side of the the police department are they going to be trained to handle weapons Probably not. It's not their job description. We all know the bureaucracy of the government. You do your job and that's it. That's what's gotten us in this mess with COVID. But that's another topic. But what's your plan to deal with the gang violence? Just wondering. So far, all I've heard is you're going to defund the police and replace them with, you know, unarmed personnel and mental health advocates or mental health professionals. I don't understand how that's going to work with gangbangers, but then again, as always, what do I know? Who am I? Well, like I said, I wanted to get on here and talk to you guys for a few tonight. This is odd doing it at night. I got to say, I I, I really do, but hey, sometimes you got to roll with the punches. Couldn't do it this morning, so I decided to get on here tonight. I had a little free time. Well, that's all for me tonight. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this evening. (laughs) Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. 
you can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.